This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research, and I'm joined today by Matt Balzola of Breakthrough. Uh, Matt is an expert in just about everything to do with shipping, although he always blushes when I say that. Um, some of you may remember I actually spoke with Matt last year. Matt, thanks so much for joining us again. Jeff, it's a pleasure to see you again. Really enjoyed our time last year. Um, thank you for, for having me as a guest again. What does Breakthrough do? So Breakthrough is a uh, strategy and technology company that helps shippers uh, more strategically plan and manage their transportation and supply chain networks. Why is annual shipping contracting a thing of the past? So the annual RFP, the annual shipping contract between transportation and providers and shippers is definitely outdated thing of the past. And when you think about it, we have more access to information, to data, to visibility than we've ever had. Yet still that practice has evolved maybe from being done on spreadsheets to now doing it in automated spreadsheets online. Well, that's not really changing anything. That's just making it somewhat easier to still do a flawed practice. So the idea that you can actually use and leverage real data today and understand that networks being dynamic can't plan a year ahead of time. It just doesn't make a lot of sense and it's no one's fault. But this industry is dynamic and we just saw that. We just saw it over the last five, six, seven months in the, in the current situation that we're in. How could anybody plan for that? How could anybody know that you know, shipments would be up at major places, down in other places? How do you plan for that? So this idea of trying to put everything into a clean square uh, box at the beginning of the year and think that it's gonna stay that way throughout is, is just, flawed and it doesn't need to happen anymore. Okay, well then, so why has the annual carrier procurement process been such a mainstay in the transportation industry? The annual procurement process, you know, for carriers, for shippers and their network has been around, you know, as long as the industry has been around or at least since deregulation. And it is quite odd because the practice itself of kind of taking my network as a shipper and putting it out to providers to say, let me know what you want to work with here and, and what you're going to charge me. Um, while it seems like the common sense practice, especially in procurement, just doesn't make a lot of sense in an industry that's so dynamic and changing all the time, network, client needs, things like that. So it really becomes outdated almost instantly after it's completed. Um, and the industry really hasn't taken a different approach overall, uh, you know, in, in decades. What we're talking about here is the way things have always been done. And of course, you know, we're, we're going through a time of change. You know, why should shippers consider doing away with the traditional annual RFP? You know, in these times of change, it, it just makes so much sense for shippers to kind of move away from the broad RFP, full network, you know, disruption, 52 card pickup, if you will. I think it makes a lot more sense, uh, you know, in disruption to kind of uh, keep what's working, you know, and validate it and use some data to, to make sure that it's still, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, meeting your needs as a shipper. But instead of just opening everything up in the times of disruption like today, 
it probably makes sense to be a little bit more, you know, surgical based on what the needs or the biggest impacts to your network could be, whether that's, you know, pricing on a lane, capacity on a lane, mode on a lane. Um, and that gives you a much more controlled approach and also a better understanding of what, what's making the impact on that lane. So if you don't do a full RFP, what are your other options? You know, as opposed to doing the full RFP and in talking with our clients and other industry experts, I think some of the alternatives, again, are being a little bit more strategic on specific impacts to networks. So again, perhaps it's a brand new facility that as a, as a you know, retailer or manufacturer, you're thinking about putting up. Well, many times that is the cause for let's do a, a massive RFP across the network and try to balance it out. And I think that practice is flawed. And I think most people would agree, shippers and carriers, it just has been, you know, again, what we do in the industry. So again, I think taking a more um, strategic approach, honing in on specifically what are we trying to accomplish uh, and, and making it specific with some data that helps, you know, make the best answers for just that situation, not, not the full network. Now, I guess brokerage should be part of this conversation. Should brokerage be a, uh, used as a strategy to fill gaps within your transportation network? You know, a lot of shippers, I think today still use brokerage as a answer to uh, consistent uh, freight. And as somebody who's got a, a long background in brokerage in transportation, I'm still a fan and I think there's tremendous value with brokerage. And I think brokerage sits best as kind of the disparate lanes or maybe the infrequent volumes that you just don't want your teams spending a lot of time on as a shipper because those tend to be the most difficult. So the the cost trade-off by you know paying generally a higher price with a brokerage um, is worth it because of the the time return that the team gets. However, uh, in most cases, it's it's better practice between actual carriers and shippers to have that direct relationship. I think the data says that it proves uh, generally better service, generally better rates and generally longer relationships between, you know, service provider and, and shipper. Now, obviously, carrier compliance management is still a factor in all this. You know, how should shippers rethink carrier compliance management in their network? So shippers, you know, in taking a more strategic approach should be thinking about compliance, you know, carrier compliance to their uh, network strategy. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, in this time of contracting for freight on a lane, what often gets missed over time, and the data says um, that as weeks go by from the contracting process, from the RFP, the carrier usage that was planned degrades by percentage points as the time goes on, meaning the carrier that you contracted to move the freight tends to move off of the freight as the year goes on. And that's for a multitude of reasons. It's not shipper specific or carrier specific. Trust me, it's across all, uh, all types of transportation networks. But the key is, is that's what generally starts to throw off budgets, throw off service, um, because essentially the plan that you set out to make, which is generally is the point of the RFP, 
has now degraded. And that's generally due to, again, changes in capacity, dynamic networks, but it does drive up cost and, and it does tend to uh, uh, make teams frustrated because they're not producing the results they set out to, to produce. Let's, let's talk about some case studies or, or some specific examples so that listeners sort of have a better sense of, of what we're talking about here. How are Breakthrough's clients implementing this way of thinking? So over the past you know, uh, two years, I would say, we've spent a tremendous amount of time with our clients trying to move them away in many situations from the full annual RFP. And, and recently, you know, we worked with one of our longtime shippers, a, a major food producer, um, consumer goods and, and food producer. And instead of analyzing their whole network uh, to set out for their annual RFP, we analyzed against the uh, data that we have and that we take in and identified specific lanes that had the biggest impact in terms of cost. Now that's just one factor, right? Service, capacity, that's all a factor. But in this case, you know, like many companies, they were looking for cost reduction. And I think the myth is if we put everything out to bid, we've got this negotiating power to package and things like that, but that's super time intensive. And so what we did with that client was identified what lanes, and it ended up being about 10 to 12 lanes that were really out of market cost, meaning we had a bunch of data and benchmarking that said these, these 10 to 12 lanes were higher than what we believed the, the um, more accurate price in the market should be. So sure enough, we honed in on just those handful of lanes, resourced it with capacity that fits those lanes. Again, not just sending it out to everybody, but actually analyzing what carriers move on those lanes, uh, head haul, back haul, doesn't matter. And in that case, we were able to already drive out over a million dollars in cost reduction just by honing in on those specific lanes. So again, instead of doing this all in one big chunk, you can take these bite-sized pieces as the year goes on and still achieve tremendous results. You know, that's a, a terrific answer. But you know, when I hear you say, you know, the old way was very time intensive, this also sounds like it should be time intensive, but of course it can't be if you're doing it throughout the year. Can you walk us through how you took some of the, the time and energy out of it? So one of the things that Breakthrough has really honed in on, because again, we, we heard from our shippers, from our clients, both and carriers as well, the RFP is so time intensive. So we've spent the last few years developing a tool with our clients that definitely takes that out. And what it is, is it's our new platform and it's reading real time as the shipments are flowing through our platform. It's bouncing off the full ecosystem of breakthrough shippers. And that's 60,000 plus shipments a day uh, in real time. And what that's doing is serving up a recommendation, almost an alert that says, hey, these lanes or this lane specifically is out of price competitiveness. As an example, click here to get more details you click in and that's when the list of carriers pops up. Now the carriers are from the ecosystem as well. So what it's actually doing is, you know, using AI and machine learning to serve up which carriers actually fit that lane. 
And that actually allows you to just press a button and send an offer out to the carriers right then and there with all the details on it. So a lot of background work, algorithms, you know, data scientists, uh, but really that whole process can take anywhere from, I, I don't know, five minutes to, and then if you keep those conversations going, you know, a day or two. And that's, that's really the point, right, is reduce the amount of time it takes so that we can make real impacts and then move on to, to you know, the next thing we have to work on. This whole thing is based on sharing data. And obviously some of those are, are shippers who want to share. This is what our rates are. Some of those are going to be perhaps clients of yours who, you know, that's their information going into a big pool. How do you control who can see what and, and really make sure that people feel safe sharing that in an ecosystem like this? I would say data privacy, data protection has really been um, uh, the main focus at the onset of this last couple of years of development of this tool. You know, we started with the premise with our clients directly in, in thought leadership and, and started scheduling meetings as an example. Number one request, right? How do you protect my data? So, you know, all of our data, uh, you know, we have a data security team. Uh, once we get the data, it's anonymized, um, you know, and aggregated. So it really does protect the anonymity of the data. Because again, what we're trying to get at is data points, not necessarily was this a, you know, uh, load from a really large retailer and what's that retailer's name versus, uh, you know, a manufacturer of airplane parts. What we are trying to get at is the specific pieces of information. And so, you know, anonymizing it, aggregating it, and then protecting it uh, has really been top priority for us and for our clients as well. You know, we've covered a lot of ground here. What are some of the key takeaways uh, you want audiences to have and, and think about a little further? So key takeaways that, you know, we've we would recommend, and, and again, hearing it from our clients is think about doing things a little bit differently. You know, ask the question, why are we doing it the same way that we've done it before? You know, we can put the word disruption into it. That's fine. Um, but the, the real key is, is that there are better ways. And I think it's interesting in our industry, when you talk to people, in, in, especially in one-on-one -on -one meetings, everybody knows this. But then it's really hard to break the practice, right? It's really hard to say, you know, yes, I totally agree, but the expectation is we do the annual RFP for an example. So let's get right back into it. Um, so I think I would challenge this, you know, group of professionals within our industry who are so smart, uh, so intelligent, stop doing the exact same thing as before. And, and we all just saw uh, in recent times, how important it is to be flexible, to be adaptable, to, to change. Um, and so I think using the right tools, using the right data can help you break away a lot more easily than you would first think. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I do think, you know, clearly Breakthrough has something here. If people want to learn more, what, what's the best way to do that? What's the best way to get in touch? So if a shipper, client, carrier, uh, anybody would like to learn more, um, please, you know, go directly to our website at breakthroughfuel.com, all one word, or feel free to email me directly. And I'm happy to either have further conversations or even introduce you to other clients that we work with and let them share the stories directly as well.
that's just about all the time we have, but uh, you know, I encourage everyone to check out that website. I know there are some client case studies on there. Uh, it really does sound like Breakthrough is, is working on something wonderful. I'm not in the shipping industry myself. I speak to a lot of people who move a lot of things. Uh, I think this is a great resource. Matt, thanks so much for your time today. Yes, yes. Jeff, as always, thank you again for letting me tell a little bit of our story, uh, share a little bit of my opinion, but really, uh, again, a pleasure talking with you and, and thank you for the, for the platform to be able to share this. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. Uh, I've been Jeff Mix, and I hope we get a chance to do this again soon.